Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd leader, John Wayne. I, I am wiping away tears because I laughed too hard. <laughs> and uh, as as mentioned, this is the main show. This is where we talk about the main thing, um, our, our main fandom, our flagship, if you will, um, and that be Star Wars. Is our flagship a boat? Uh, I like to think it's an Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh, but nice. I mean, that's what what is Imperial Star Destroyer if not persevering <laughs> so no uh yeah if um this is your gateway into nerd herder um or if you just forget because we're Good just luck. ridiculous and bad at our jobs um this is where we talk about star wars um you know star wars is what we have to thank for a podcast and for many of our inside jokes and many yeah. of our friends as well many a thing we can attribute to the joy of star wars in our lives uh and this show being none other than that we do talk about a lot of other things um and you've got a lot of that in the pipe as well because mcu has been busting it out and uh then i mean we've got all kinds of other stuff uh we like a lot of things we like a lot of you yeah. and thank you for tuning in uh and checking this out yeah we just finished the loki series it was fantastic yeah we've, we've got a lot a to catch time. up on um we we were on an impromptu break there for a bit, um, just because uh, summer got crazy, and so uh, doing this was not entirely uh, doable, and so we didn't, <laughs> and now we are not because it's easier, but just because lots Here of coffee. I don't know. It's just we're motivated. Um, so, but for those that have been going back, I check all the time, even when we're not making stuff to see, uh, how episodes are doing and I've seen numbers go up and I'm, I, I always appreciate that because, you know, it's one thing when people are listening cause you're always doing it and always talking about stuff. It's another when people are listening just because, or, you know, what, even when nothing new is happening and yeah. whatnot. So I, it's just appreciated And anytime anyone listens to this madness, it's appreciated, um, because, you know, I mean, it's just nice to be validated. <laughs> yeah, it, give me that validation, Daddy. Exactly. That sweet, sweet validation. Um, and, and right now we're validating our feelings because uh, <laughs> we're continuing. For the past couple of months, we've been doing a series uh, where we just revisit the Star Wars films one by one. Mm -hmm. And just uh, journey through positivity and joy and affection for them. Yes, because um, we have quite a bit of affection. Yeah, and, and there is a lot of darkness going on. There's always a little... Darkness. Darkness in Very the Star Wars thing. fandom. Um, but in particular, I don't know, for some reason, kind of climbing into this year, there was a, a good bit of it. And, and we were thinking of ways that we could focus on positivity because uh, that's our whole thing. That's our whole uh, brand. Uh, we're not good at a lot of things, but we're good at being positive and loving things. So let's just do that. And, and n w what better way to do that than to return to the things that started all of this and, uh, you know, the, the big... Uh, meat on the bones of, of what made us love Star Wars. I mean, I think we've made it clear we like a lot of things, a lot of Star Wars, but, uh, I mean, you know, you, you, you got the movies. It's hard to like Star Wars and not like the movies. It's hard, but I see some people who just do it so yeah. well. Yeah, and that's I, by by saying it's hard. It's not it's not wrong. I mean, they're no. they're you know I get I get if you prefer shows or if you prefer uh, reading well, content and everything, you know, it, enjoy it your way uh, for sure. But um, I you know I would not love Star Wars the way I did if I didn't watch especially the original trilogy and then just had uh, you know the prequels not far behind it and everything. Yeah. I mean. If not for the movies, I would not love Star Wars. Now, that said, a lot of my favorite Star Wars isn't the movies, mm -hmm. uh, but things I'm very passionate about are the movies. Uh, you know, riddle me this, I don't know what all of that means. It's word garbage, but I like the movies. Yeah. They're, they're meaningful. The, the movies are the main meat of the series, I think you could say, yeah. but they're yeah. not the entire meal. No, yeah, I think it's wrong to go either direction. I think definitely if you... Uh, well, I don't mean... Uh, let me retract wrong. I think it's um, ill-advised to just watch the movies just as much as I think it's ill-advised to not watch the movies. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's so, I mean, we're, we're literally talking about it every time, how much each of these movies in different ways means to us and the many memories that we have. And that's the whole point of this series is to just kind of recount why we love them, what they mean to us and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes we just forget to do that. We are so busy theorizing and we're so busy ranking and we're so busy with hot takes that we don't just simply 
you know, return to our love of the fandoms. Mm -hmm. uh, we think our love is content, and I mean, we're kind of recording it and making content, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, it's <laughs> like, I, I don't know, it, it's, we don't, we never just gush anymore like we used to, mm -hmm. or, and I say we as in just fans in general, we need to learn to love things, love the things we say we love again, maybe fall in love with loving again. I don't know, I'm, you know, write lyrics with this Let stuff, it'd be great. into your heart, baby. Just, so just let it happen. Um, yeah, I, so uh, we have gone all the way now. I mean, it's in the freaking title, so I don't know. Like, it's not dancing around. It's not a secret. We're talking about Return of the Jedi. Um, so we've talked about five so far. Um, and Dang. every time it's a little different because, you know, other than our ideas of, all right, you know, what are some things I really like about this? What are some memories I have? Uh, like, other than some guidance, I mean, it's really fluid and so it means that every episode's a little different in how we talk about and love uh these movies on mic and, and share that with everyone um yeah. and every time we always encourage people to share uh their love with us reasons they enjoy it uh memories they have of it uh we all come at star wars and life differently so Absolutely. um part of the fun of of doing anything on the internet is interaction and friendship and so we want to share that so but nonetheless um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the freaking Jedi, the last movie of the prequels, and honestly, the, er, the originals. Return, yeah, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Return of it's the Jedi. It's fine. Techni technically, they're prequels to the sequels. <laughs> Listen, so, man, <laughs> I, I, I haven't had a lot of coffee today. You don't have to defend you know what it. I meant. Get, get over your fear of the internet, like crucifying you for a wrong statement Listen, on a podcast. Man. Okay, so. If I was afraid of that, I wouldn't have called Luke a Gary Sue in the last one. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. not like anybody listens to this, so it's fine. Yeah. I mean, but... except Kevin, of course. But... Yeah. I love Kevin. Yeah. Uh, he's too busy squatting and grunting to really digest the content, so it's, ju it's just noise weights. in his ears. It's just, you know, you got this, buddy. You, you're doing great, You're Kevin. doing great this squats. This is the Kev podcast. Look at those calves. Look at those bloops. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's Return something I did want to talk about because, um, I, like, it's really Kevin hard Hitt. going backwards of, like, looking at these movies, looking at the original trilogy in particular, where, I mean, we'd all say we generally encounter nothing but positivity around these movies. Yes. Um, you know, it, you, you dare not say anything negative about the original trilogy, George Lucas's trilogy, like, mm. you know, he did the <laughs> prequels too, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's one of those things, though, I think that it's kind of lost a time, the moments where maybe these weren't as interesting or uh, popular. Yeah. Um, but I, I know, it, especially endings, it's hard. I, sequels just have to escalate things, um, mm -hmm. whatever was set up. You just have to do it better and harder and, and add more tension. Whereas sequels actually have to deal with the tension. Um, they have to uh, wrap it up they have to solve the problem and when there's a problem and there's a solution there's bound to be people that wanted to solve it a different way or um, didn't want it solved at all or, yeah. or you know you, whenever there's endings and resolutions you're bound to piss somebody off because it's not what they thought it should be because it's not like factual equations it's not subject or it's not objective of you know if you get two plus two it's four you know, it's it's much more whimsical and, and, and loose than that of, well, no, it should be six or no, it should be seven. Or what if it was 12? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, you you can fill in the gap. You you might have a lot of people that think it's still four, but there's always going to people, be people that think it should have been eight and, and whatever, you know. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I Return of the Jedi, I can see the... Uh, ill reception of it i you know i i i've seen uh clips of people looking very much forward to and getting interviewed right before going in and all this other stuff and um all this stuff of just people looking forward to this uh you know because of the the big resolution mm -hmm. and then you know teddy bears and and you know it's just it's a different feel to this one than i think the rest of the original trilogy it's definitely like you could you could definitely call this one off the rails a little bit in, in certain scenes but that's looking at it not in the big picture if that makes sense mm -hmm. like you can definitely concentrate on the fact that you know 
Steve Rubio becomes a cult leader for a little bit. <laughs> That's great. I think it's mostly the indoor stuff for me. Yeah, like where yeah. I'm, and, and, not, and not that I'm saying harsh negatives. I just mean, I yeah. think it's that stuff that I mostly attribute of like, yeah, I can see why people thought this was a little weird and, yeah. and maybe not where they anticipated it to go. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I almost feel like the trilogy is not fair to Star Wars. I, it, we've kind of gotten stuck with it now, but it's just like, yeah, would it have been the same if it was four movies? Would it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I get you. It, they really locked themselves into a formula. It had to get done here. Mm -hmm. You know, they had to finish so much. They had to finish the Rebellion versus the Empire. They had to finish this now yeah. newly introduced thing of familial, uh, you know, strife. You know, Mari's show in space. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they had to resolve this new father-son situation. Father-son and daughter yeah. situation. And, like, it, looking back, it moves so fast. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about the first few times that I watched it as a youth. But now, like, as an adult, well, I'm just sitting back going, wow, wow, the, wow. Most, mostly because they spent the first half hour on a very great uh, uh, action yes, sequence. Uh, heist, almost Indiana Jones-esque mm -hmm. um, kind of escapade, uh, rescuing Han. Uh, which again, I mean, you had to you had necessary. to have that resolution, yeah. But it, it is interesting. I, I know for me, like growing up, like this was one of my. I, I love this movie for two things. I loved it for the beginning sequence mm -hmm. in Jabba's palace. The best part. I, that's like that's the times I liked Luke. That's was like oh, yeah. that's when I was cheering on Luke. Um, I mean, I'm not a full like Knight the Green kind of guy or anything like that. But I will say, as a kid, the cool Luke Skywalker was flailing around a green lightsaber yeah. on Tatooine, uh, like agree. that. You know, like that, that. That I remember being when I was like, oh, this guy's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Finally, he's right, cool. <laughs> right, and. Um, Han was comedic relief, but I'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah, so I loved the Jabba's Palace stuff. And then I love, as I've mentioned before, I loved the dogfighting. I loved the escalation on uh, the, the effects that they did and the yeah. action sequence in flight and everything. I mean, the Battle of Endor is uh, just a technical achievement. One of the best. Up and down. And so uh, those I remember being the big reasons I watched this mm -hmm. on repeat growing up. Um, and for yeah. sure. This was like the one that I kept going back to, even as a casual fan of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like this was the one that I would watch mm -hmm. just because I wanted to watch a Star War. And like it, it's specifically just for the Hutt's Le Leia scene. I'm going to be real <laughs> Oh yeah, it's for 30 seconds. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I loved the opening sequence in Jab Jabba's Palace. It was fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, well, and I, like, yeah, it, and that does start off this weird palette shift, though, of, I mean, we'd not really seen anything quite like that, mm -hmm. you know, like this ragtag, let's go save our friend um, escapade, uh, you know, it went, I mean, the first one was very much, you know, let's storm the castle, rescue the princess. The second one is very much, uh, the front half is loaded yeah. with military of, you know, we're, we are fighting the bad guys and this is our tactics and this is our strategy. And then it moves into the knight's tale of, you know, here's Excalibur, here's the dragon, go slay. And then we get into this one and it's very, I mean, it's almost like bust into the saloon, rest them, rescue them at a high noon kind of situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then it, goes somewhere else it goes into you know uh, fight the system and you know teddy bears deserve rights too or something you know it's like <laughs> it it it's set up from the get-go it yeah. is not normal um but i think that's cool because again it's perfect the way it was made I, I i know the reason i enjoyed it it was because it was just so so adventurous so i i am of the opinion which i think i share with quite a few people that there are two places that Star Wars, the Star Wars universe is perfect for, and that is noir film and heist movies. They do both of those so well, and we get that, you know, we get that in Attack of the Clones, we get that partially in uh, Return of the Jedi, we get that a lot in Clone Wars. Yeah. It's also great uh, solo. for westerns and solo, mm -hmm. like... I love the train season solo. It, it's, it's a great. melting pot. It's it's not fair to call it sci-fi, no. for sure. I mean, just because they have technology doesn't mean it's science fiction. Doesn't mean it's on the par of Star Trek and all this other stuff. Um, it really is a melting pot of genres and and uh, approaches. Uh, and, and I think that uh, episode six features that more than anything. Mm -hmm. I just think that it, it, it fits in on its own, but... Um, I, I mean, again, I can see how people going from 
uh, Empire to this. It's a little, it's, it's this is more different. fun. Yeah. Uh, this, this is definitely, and I know it gets like super criticized for it. I mean, especially with the Ewoks. The Ewoks are the face of it, of like, this is very family oriented. This is very mm -hmm. childish. Um, yes, not, not, when you don't look not too in a deep. negative. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still, it doesn't sacrifice any, I mean, neither does uh, Rebels, Clone Wars, Resistance, mm -hmm. neither does any of the stuff that's oriented towards youth. Uh, like, it doesn't sacrifice the Star Wars uh, story mm -hmm. at all. It's just that it definitely seemed like it was going broader. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you can watch the first one, and I know... Uh, there are so many things on record of, of Lucas saying that, you know, Star Wars as a whole is meant for inspiring kids, you know, like that C.S. Lewis quote of, you know, we need to teach them that they can slay the dragons, you know, like we need to tell exactly. them stories of knights and dragons so they know they can be those. And I get that. I think Star Wars as a whole, yes, has ended up there. I don't think the first one was entirely there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you can put the first one entirely on that. Now, was it safe to show your kids? Yeah. yeah totally. But I don't think it was entirely, they knew this was going to be for kids. Mm -hmm. I, especially, and, and Empire too. I think it, like, there was some stuff, sure, but by and large, I think they were wrestling with big things. Yeah. Um, and when I say kids, I do mean, a, like, it, it is coming of age. Yeah, it was, it was a movie made specifically for Stephen Colbert. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not like, you know, kindergarten kids. It's yeah. it's kids that are obviously developing, learning, asking questions, looking to be inspired. But uh, I think episode six is where you really see that land. Yeah. And I think it's continued well since then. And that, again, not a criticism. It's just an observation where I think that that's where we start to, to see the Star Wars that has come to be that's for everyone. Absolutely. Uh, I think episode four and five, although uh, I, I've seen and, and know kids that love those movies, I think by and large they're choosing episode six or the prequels or the sequels. Yeah. Because I think that four and five are just so dense with inspiration with mm -hmm. uh meaningfulness i think that has to be relevant and and likable later yeah i i think the original trilogy and the prequels are definitely inspiration for that younger generation in my opinion yeah i think well, it's stories like you said about slaying dragons it's stories about coming up against an ultimate evil and coming out on top i think that the sequels are inspiration for adults like, we have lived through so much up to this point. We need that reminder. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see I, I see and agree with that only because we're adults and that's yeah. how it's meaningful to I us. I get that. You know, like, I think it just comes, yeah. I, you know, I, I just know I watched episode six for very different yeah. reasons than I watched any of the others. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, episode uh, four and five. And I'll put it alongside the Caravan of Courage and all that. because yeah. I, And that was the reason I liked those movies, too, was because... I was a kid, and those were fun. I mean, I, I know I was on the cusp of, you know, really coming into what episode four mm -hmm. and five were selling of this, you know, longing for more, you know, and, and this idea of, like, you know, just, I have to do what's right, is it, yeah. but is it the right time to do what's right? Like, those things were coming, but it was definitely six and the fun stuff that mm -hmm. I think landed and stuck and... and helped keep me interested for sure yeah um holiday and, special wasn't inspiring it was just well i didn't a, watch that until much later <laughs> it was an acid trip featuring jefferson it's starship fun, like, it's so um, much fun but uh yeah and 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 again a big uh, uh attribute of that is just this one is funnier this one is much yeah. you know i i joked earlier but you know han is kind of relegated yes. to humor okay there's not a moment in here where you you're not laughing or smiling or you're going, oh, you dog, you know? Like, he has one of the best lines in all of Star Wars where it's like, um, Luke turns to him and says, you know, I was I was born here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you'll die, you'll here, die too. here too, you know? It's convenient. It's like, yeah. Um, and like, I, there's so many things where he, and, and I don't, I say it relegated, I don't think he was like pushed to that role. I think it's no. just, he fit, you know, Luke had to be the hero. He had to, mature which they handled very well i liked that uh and of course leia too she had to lead um and so what was left for development as far as han solo they mm -hmm. they made the scoundrel fall in love with the princess and everything so what's next i mean make him wholesome now 
Because he kind of always was, but now it's just he's not doing it in bars, you know? It's exactly. Like, he, like they, they're taking elements that were... He was always the one with the sarcastic quip, the one with the side eye, the one with the... He's saying what we all think of hokey religions and all that. And then they just put that more forward and more friendly. Mm -hmm. And then there you go. You got the... Just, just you know, I, I could see a lot better now, you know? It's just like... I. That's that whole sequence of, of rescuing Lando while slightly blind. I love all yes. of that. And um, accidentally being responsible for the deformation of Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, uh, yeah, of just, you know, mishandling such a great character. I mean, him and Whoa, him and him and Obi-Wan, right? You know? Um and, and so yeah, and then I mean, and it just keeps continuing of just like, you know, I don't know, fly casual. Like they're like and it, and it's so quotable too. I mean, yeah. like it, next to episode 7 and a bit of 9, uh this is the best Han Solo has mm -hmm. been for sure. Um not the most meaningful. I think that's episode five, but definitely this is Han being the Han I think most of us latched on to. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I appreciate the fun and the humor and everything, but uh, again, this is a big job of this movie was to resolve the uh, new introduction of Vader as a father, uh, the father of our hero character even. And... Um, I, it it does make a quick shift because you get that fun in the front end and then we go into this drama yeah. and I mean it gets really somber too I know I still get like tinges of emotion with the whole Luke going back to Yoda and that whole exchange and Yoda still not quite wanting to you know break the news even when like he knows he's about to die and everything mm -hmm. um I I love the the seriousness of of that uh, and I love how it continued what started in episode five, where, you know, five, there, there's that just quick shift where Yoda gets super serious. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and again, you see, this is Yoda. This isn't the weird hermit. This, this is, isn't this is, he. Right. This is straight, like, no, all right, important business. Yeah. Um, but, but I love all of this, and I love this. The thing with uh, Obi Wan and Luke uh, afterwards, just yes. like why didn't you tell? Like, you know, wrestling with that, mm -hmm. um, not just being like, okay, he, yeah, he's my, he's my father now, but you know, kind of dealing with the the drama of that and everything. Uh, obviously, that's more appreciated growing up now, but um, it's still some of my favorite moments, uh, and so definitely some of my favorite formative moments uh, for Luke. Absolutely, like it, it really sets up his character in the Last Jedi. I know I said that last time when we talked about. Uh, well, I mean, it, it really, all of it has. All of it. it all of it points to the last Jedi. All of it, exactly. Yeah. Like, watch. Um, it's almost as if he's the same character. <laughs> right. Watch the last Jedi and tell me that Luke is not that scared little boy the first time he was on Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, and two, this is very much that moment um, that Ray has. Mm -hmm. in uh episode nine where it it's kind of sitting with the pieces and sitting with the truth mm -hmm. and having to decide not to do something because you have to do something but deciding how you do something you know he's kind of left with these truths of who vader is and who he is and there's no question yeah. he has to face vader yes but it's that choice then of how do i do this yeah. and same with ray where it's just like I, I have to do something. I can't run away from this problem, but how do I do it? And and obviously the choice is to go and say that you don't have power over me, to, to, to face this evil and say, I mean, not just Vader in this case, obviously now the Palpatine, because yeah. we get real good uh, payoff of his introduction from Five. Oh, yes. Uh, good Great. old Ian McDermott. Just um, absolutely killing it. But yeah, you, like you get him coming and, and staring down this evil and saying, you want this, but I'm not going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to do this. That proves to be the ultimate Jedi thing he could do uh, yeah. by standing and simply saying, no, I will not do that. Exactly. I will do this. Um, I, that's so much part of the inspiration that makes this movie for kids. Yeah. It's, like I said, looking in the face of evil, literally sometimes, and saying, no, you know what? This isn't the way. This right. isn't how I'm, this is going to go. I'm going to do what's not expected of me. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like, and that's why I say like episode six needs no help making that the, the, the case. Mm -hmm. Like making that uh, inspirational to kids where, you know, it's 
just following up of what I said earlier, again, four and five, I think that's a conversation. You Afterward, you talk to your parents or you talk to someone or you talk about it in general. And that leads you to, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's why that matters to me. Yeah. Whereas with six, there's no, I, I knew no, there was no question of like, no, it was that just moment of standing and just saying no. Like he wasn't swinging his saber and, and, and just no. slaying the dragon. He simply just looked at it and said no. Like, you know, I, I think there's something so important about the physicality of, of that, that moment. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people attribute this as one of the best lightsaber battles, and I, I agree, it's it's up there. It's the best of the original trilogy, oh, definitely. for sure, because they actually get super physical with it. They show off a lot more power and abilities, um, but it's really the payoff more than the battle, I think, for me, that I really enjoy about this movie, and that's the moments where um, I really, like, intent- intentionally, like, tune in every yeah. time. Uh, just to hear him say, "No, I'm a Jedi," like my father before me, mm-hmm. and that, and and not only the 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 confirmation and and the um, solidarity that he has in, in his own calling and journey, but what it means when he says that for his father, yeah. "I'm a Jedi," like my father. I believe my father was a good man. I believe he was a Jedi, mm-hmm. and is. And if you've read the the Charles Soule's fantastic Vader series, mm-hmm. um, that moment in Vader's mind when he sees the light, mm-hmm. that is that coming. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I film. I love that moment where he sees his savior. He sees his son as the light coming back to him. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I mean. Like that in that moment to be this person that's done so many horrible things has bought into the lie that you are no more than what you've done uh, and that you can never go back um, to, to hear your son say, no, I, I'm going to do this like my father would have. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, he's being presented. So there's two meaningful moments um, in this with the whole Darth Vader thing. And uh, this was, this was a big thing for me because um, you know, the special editions changed some things and in one of them, now when I say special editions, there are multiple. Yeah. There's even, there's changes that happened that aren't attributed to special edition releases. Uh, obviously, when we think special edition, we think like Jabba the Hutt was added. They changed the... Um, They're a wonderful human being. They, yeah, they changed the music scene uh, for, in Jabba's palace in the beginning. By the way, it's awesome. We love it so much. We love Sice Noodles. Like, like, it's so good. I don't know what people's problem with this is. It's not even bad CGI. I like, what is your problem, bop, guys? Just dude. enjoy good music. And also, the, the Ewok change is, the, I, I appreciate the celebration ending. Exactly. Okay? It's great. Have both. I don't know. But anyway, um, I, I don't think it was that. in a special edition change. But uh, at some point, they changed where at the end... Vader, in that moment when he's looking back at Luke and looking back at Palpatine and kind of just making his choice, mm-hmm. uh, they added in that he says no. And then he picks up Palpatine and goes to throw him over and he says no. Um, and a lot of people were just like, oh, it ruins it. It's just, you know. Um, it's important. I, yes, exactly. And and for me, it's important because he is officially and verbally rejecting all of that. Yes. He's, it, it's his... It's his uh, standout choice and also again um, if you read the Vader comics there's uh, there's a significant point where the last thing he says in that comic is no mm-hmm. um, and it's I think when in response to Palpatine when he's like did you find what you were looking for or exactly. whatever and he's like no That's like it. and Charles Soule's like yeah his journey begins and ends with a no uh, with a rejection it's just about what he's rejecting in mm-hmm. that moment, he was rejecting his light side, the truth that he is still Anakin Skywalker. In the end, he was rejecting the truth that he is Darth Vader. Yes. It's it's important to me. It's it's so it ties it so well together of no. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and again it echoes what his son said just not long before of no. Yes. No, I won't do that. And it's so poignant. Like I speaking of special edition changes. Mm-hmm. There are it, there is a subsection of people out there who are upset that it is Hayden Christensen edited in the ending of, of the celebration ending mm-hmm. with the Ewoks. There's a reason for that. It is important. It's not just because you know it's Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. That is the last time that he was Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That is showing that it's not Darth Vader anymore. Darth Vader is dead. 
this is Anakin. Yeah. Like that well, is important. And and that's where you've got to so you've got to step out of the whole it's uh the the lore of everything. Like you've got to look at it as the fiction mm -hmm. of this is to visually represent Yes. That he is who he once was. Because the idea is, you've seen this guy. You've mm -hmm. watched the prequels. Or you're about to. And you're going to see this guy anyway. Like, you're going to make the correlation of, oh, he's good again. Yes. You know, like, ex and that's more of a movie thing. That's more of a real thing than a lore thing. And that's okay, because these are fake. These are just movies. It, it's a movie about space wizards for 12-year-olds. Exactly. Shut so, up. like, in your in your lore, if, you rep if he is Anakin... You know, if he is Sebastian Shaw, cool. Fine. That's you know, great. Um, I I know I I liked the Sebastian Shaw thing. I mostly liked it because I had that action figure that came with that book that was detailing the entire life of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and that was only a big deal because that came out at a time where Anakin's story wasn't like huge and everything. Like it was just it was one of those nerdy things where I could be like, yeah, Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Anyway, but um. Yeah, it's so I I appreciate the change of the the no moment and everything like that, yeah. um, because it also so that is Anakin's choice. Prior to that, Luke is in the same situation or similar that um, Anakin was before with uh, Mace and Palpatine, where this moment of like, do you choose to strike him down and give in, or do you stand your ground and say no? And Luke is doing what Anakin should have done. He's finishing what he started. Right, and that's what gives uh, Anakin, Vader, the, the ability to look at this moment and choose to do the same thing. Do mm -hmm. what he should have done all those years ago. Like So all of those moments bleed in together to make this wonderful and emotional thing of just, you know, redemption. This is, this is yes. utterly just redemption. Um, and, and this is, uh, uh, obviously about sacrificial love and everything like that, because in this moment, he's just making the right choice for the right choice. He's not thinking about having picnics with his kids afterwards. He's not thinking about what this means. He's just thinking about in this moment, what is the right thing to do? Yes. And it's to throw a guy down a shaft, apparently. Did I just gotta throw you down <laughs> a shaft, my dude? Um, you know, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I, n you know, now, a big reason I watched uh, episode six is when I get nostalgic for these scenes, these these moments of Luke being a Jedi and these moments of Vader being Anakin. Yeah. You know, I love that this is a very humanized Vader. There's so many moments where he's like, no, it's too late. They're like, he's talking about it. He's not just Vader, the, the emotionless machine. He is struggling, you know, and, and I love that we see that side of him yeah. uh, come forward. I mean, the truth is out. The, the, I am your father. You told him. There's no denying it anymore. You And that's the thing he doesn't realize, I think, as a character. And that's what's significant to me. Is for a moment, you agreed that you were still Anakin Skywalker by admitting that you're his father. Yes. Because Darth Vader is not his father. Anakin is. So it's one of those things where it's like you choose what you let in like what truth you choose to live and everything yes. like that and so um yeah like i just i love that stuff it's amazing like yeah. it, we've talked so much about what star wars is about it is about family it is about love it is about so many of these fantastic minutia uh story elements but in reality it is a story about redemption mm -hmm. it is a story that tells you know kids and adults that no matter what you've done no matter you know how long you sat with your mistakes there's always a place there's always someone to help you get to a point where you need to be yeah there there is no time that it is too late for you to be redeemed only if you make a choice exactly if you make the choice to be better if you make a choice to get help if you make a choice to be the person you know you're meant to be mm -hmm. that is what star well, wars is about yeah, and that's the significance of, you know, and there's this great uh, quote that I'll pull up uh, because it is my cover photo on my personal Twitter page because it You're means so good at <laughs> something to me. Um, and so it's uh, from George Lucas. It's it's a quote from uh, one of the interviews that he did preceding the um, special edition yes. things. And it was, uh, everybody has a choice of being the hero or not being the hero every day of their lives. And you can either help somebody, you can be compassionate towards people, you can try and treat people the w with dignity or not. 
and one way you become a hero and the other way you're part of the problem mm -hmm. and uh that stands out to me and that's meaningful to me because of exactly like what you're saying and uh, you know salvation redemption uh and uh goodness is a choice away yeah it's always just one choice to make uh and that's the thing of this whole culmination it's not just the right people making the right the right choices but it's also the people that have thought they'd never had a choice realizing they can as well and that's the thing with and again that's that's the significance and uh well anakin seeing luke make this choice you wait you can say no mm -hmm. you can just resist this evil and it will flee from you okay i think i can do that too then like again it's that it's that you know seeing what could have been uh in the next generation and everything but but then not letting it just be what it is mm -hmm. you know not choosing to either force you know your your son to do what you did but also not saying well you do what you want but i have to live with my choices well i mean you do but you you can live in a different way um and so yeah absolutely it's 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 you know I mean, the Terminator thing, you know, there's no fate but what you make. It, it, it is what you choose to do today. Iron Giant, you are who you choose to be. Right, we're just saying quotes from things. Just... Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't think I would say that, did you? No, I'm sorry. I just watched, like, Last Action Hero recently, so I was just... Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love um, this for the sake of the redemption story. I don't yeah. think it's under un, are undone by uh the sequel trilogy existing or anything i think uh because i believe the truth is that evil always exists exactly. therefore light always must as well you know I, I just think it's if you believe that if you make right choices today to make every day then afterwards better i mean i think you're on the right track but if as soon as you have a bad day if that makes you question whether you did the right thing yesterday then you didn't really do the right thing for the right reasons you know, if if Vader did this act of sacrificial love and killed uh, Palpatine, believing that everything was going to be okay forever just because of that, instead of just simply to stand up against the evil and save his son, then I, I think it kind of takes the air out of the tires and the meaning out of the moment. Yeah. It's simply about, again, making that choice right there for that moment, for that battle. I, everything else after that is is the responsibility of everyone else that came after. Yes. It's what Luke chooses to do after that. It's what Lando chooses to do with after that. It's what Wicket chooses to do. Like it's the thing of just like I I don't think the point was that Anakin made everything better for everyone forever. I think it's simply that he made the right choice. Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah. Like you know I like I I just don't think. I don't think we, I think we put too much weight on the whole chosen one thing and make it like that somehow meant that everything was supposed to be, first of all, all right, you, you punks that keep like being like, oh, well, how can Kylo and all Palpatines alive and all, that happened in the books. Yeah. I'm trying not to yell and peek the microphone, but like, gosh, dang it, you tallywhackers that happened in the books. Just because it happened in movies that you choose not to like, you choose not to like because they're good movies. You heard me. Like, it. oh my gosh. Like, it, it just infuriates me that choices that were made in books that you're nostalgic about is somehow okay. But when those choices are made for the next generation to expire them for their own unique stories that doesn't burn your books, by the way, then it's all of a sudden garbage. And it's just like... It was never meant to be that Anakin did this thing and made all of the universe correct. Otherwise, one of my favorite comic series, Star Wars Legacy, would not exist. And Darth Nihilus, or not Darth Nihilus, Darth Krayt, with his assistant Darth Nihil, would not exist. One of the coolest Sith Lords ever. Like, ugh. It's always been that way. It's always been, this saved this moment, this solved this story. Now do what you, like, oh my gosh. It's just infuriating. It's just infuriating. Here's the thing, John. Ray is a Mara Jade, so no. none of it matters. Right. I, know, I I got off on such a tangent. I apologize. I I'm so sorry. It, honestly. I just I get so infuriated about that because it's just like that the argument's silly, first of all. And then it's made wor worse by again the it's never, ever, ever 
been respected as a lore point that everything ended at episode six. Mm -hmm. There were still battles. There were still struggles. Chewie freaking died. He got All hit by a moon. So much crap happened. So therefore, bump off. Bump you off bumping grass, grass hoe? hoe? Gosh, like, just... Read your dang books if you don't like the movies. Like, just leave me alone on Twitter about it. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear squat about it anyway. I'm, I'm sorry. This, <laughs> I just, it, this is I what happens when I'm tired it. and unfiltered and just talking about things I love. I here's the thing. Okay, what I'm not saying is that those other lore stories are garbage because I don't. I, I the Yuuzhan Vong suck. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but great a great many stories we are going to get so many letters i don't care at least some well at least hey if i gotta piss somebody off to have a conversation i mean i used to do that with my parents i just used to make them mad so they'd talk to me so if i have to do that with the internet i will man i will and by parents i mean my father not my mother my mother was a saint and don't you dare say otherwise yeah. but you know what i mean like no, like, I, I, we've said, I don't like the Yuuzhan Vong. I don't think they're Star Wars. I think that should have been its own unique story, and it's just not great. But... You're camping, Dan. Find the, some Twitter comments. There's so many other things that... Oh, I found them. I found them a long time ago. This is just me. Um, there's so many things that do work very well. Thrawn, I think, is great. I actually really like the stuff that deals with uh, Palpatine's clone, and Luke kind of turned into the dark. Like, I, I liked a lot of that with the heir to the Empire you and everything. Luke? Um, I, no. Um, but I do, I like Triclops. That stuff's interesting. The son of Palpatine? Okay. Guess what? Okay. Guess what? Okay. Rise of Skywalker did it, too. Exactly. I'm just, like, you know what I mean? Like, was that ASMR? Let me know if that was ASMR for you. I don't know did what... Did you get the tangles? Yeah, did you get the tingles? Um... <laughs> um, speaking of Triclops and Trioculus, mm -hmm. uh, currently on Bombadcast, they are doing a fantastic series with Michael McCoy, who is the sweetest baby boy ever, mm -hmm. who is a, an expert on Yeah, Triclops. I saw that. I was a big fan. Um, fantastic. I, anytime anybody's talking about Triclops, I think it's awesome. You pay attention. I love it. I mean, it's super duper interesting. Is it ridiculous? Yes. Yes. That doesn't disqualify that's it. That's the point. Here's the thing. Ridiculous doesn't disqualify. Just bad writing does. And that's just the use on long, you know? I mean, it just is what it is. I, it's look. not bad writing. It's sci-fi. All right. I, yes. That's okay. Your, that's the description. I'm sorry. Sci-fi is not bad writing. No, it's just schlocky. It's bad Star Wars. Okay. All right. This is this is a Halloween 3 situation. This is bad radio. Here, okay. I need everyone to hear me with your baby ears, okay? <laughs> Bring your baby ears nice and close. Uh, put your AirPods in or whatever. All right? Listen, Halloween 3 is the best Halloween movie, but it's also the worst Halloween movie. Yes. It's the, it, it is just utterly amazing. It's just in the wrong series. I agree. Like, I agree. It should have been its own you, movie. I, 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 I firmly believe so many more people would like it if it wasn't in the Halloween, if it wasn't Halloween 3, if it was just its own thing. If it was a sequel... To body bag. Just call it Season of the Witch, watch it tonight, and don't think about Michael Myers. Don't think about white-faced uh, Captain Kirk, because that's what that mask is, by the way. Just think about an excellent movie, and it's awesome. Guess what? Read the Yuuzhan Vong, the New Jedi Order books, all right? Like, read those books, and just replace Luke with Travis, right? And Han, yeah, Han, Han is Brad now, okay? And Leia, Leia's Jeff. All right, because it's modern and interesting. And then Chewie, Chewie's Rebecca. All right, like just change the names, change the planets, and it's a really banging sci-fi story. It's really awesome. It's just not good Star Wars, in in my opinion. Okay, there you go. There, that's that's the. My name's John Wilcox, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to come for me, listen. All right, if you like those, I've never said that you're wrong for liking those. I, I, I'm merely saying that I don't, okay? Here's don't take thing. anything we do seriously, first of all, okay? <laughs> that's, your first, that's your first mistake if you're listening to this podcast. Second of all, don't stop liking something because some stupid podcaster said so. Like This is a podcast guys, for ding-dongs, guys. Right, like ding-dongs and Twinkies and ho-hos, man. Like, all, all are welcome in this church. Shout out um, to my ho-hos. So, but like, yeah, like, don't, don't get me wrong and don't, I mean, if you, it's hot hostess summer, baby, I, I just, I just, I, and don't tell me it's, I, which book did you, no, I don't like them. I don't like them as Star Wars. That's fine. Cause there's so dang much more. Um, so anyway, 
Uh, you are losing your mind. Do I need to read the comments? I, man, I this got so off uh, track. Did you have anything else? Um, I mean, we really didn't talk about indoor much. I love Ewoks. I love Ewoks, uh, too. I, I, thank you, Force Center, for helping me love Ewoks. Uh, they put me into um, therapy. Um, they revitalized and re rehabilitated me. And they have shown me the light mm -hmm. that is murder bears. And I cannot see them as otherwise. Um, they, they, they are murder bears. They are murder bears. They are scary. scary. You, you, yes. If you saw one of these dang things at the end of your bed in the middle of the night, just with that creepy face from that one gif, you know what I'm talking about. You would be scared. And that's all it takes. Also, play Ewok Hunt on Battlefront 2. It's terrifying to hear the, the forest chatter and then all of a sudden, I mean, they literally say you've been taken by the forest. It's just haunting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah. Murder bears are murder, murder bears are cool. Murder bears are great. Um, I love Sice Noodles. I love the entire Jabba's Palace scene. It's fantastic. I don't. I don't mind the Boba Fett thing. You know what? It because it is a stupid accident. It is just the. I mean, it it is to say that you are never too cool. Exactly. To, to slip to and fall in the hallway <laughs> and bust your knee. It like. It doesn't matter how good you're doing in life. You're probably still going to trip over your own feet. It's going to happen one day, dude. You're going to fall down the stairs. If Boba Fett can have a bad day, so can you. Yeah. And you know what? He's still rocking. And you know what? They should have learned from that and stopped using jetpacks. Exactly. I mean, really, though. I mean, there's so many. Like, you know what? Ten ways to die with a jetpack. Like, that's Just the next. Just <laughs> every single Every movie. single time it's happened. More than you think. More than you think. Um. Anyway. Where, where are we <laughs> Uh, listener comments. Ah, yes. Um, so first and foremost, uh, we do have a patron. If you want to pay for this madness, uh, you can choose to do so. Essentially what you do is you support us in making this content. You get added to a group chat that is just bonkers, uh, where we invite our friends, uh, to share their thoughts. Uh, first and foremost, they always get priority and they give us ideas for stuff all the time. And, uh, we appreciate them so much, Jim, Doug, Rebecca, and Nicholas. Uh, you guys are awesome. And, uh, for this one, Nicholas, uh, took the mic and shared with us, uh, some of their thoughts. He said that it's hard, uh, because as a kid, you watched the Star Wars trilogy on repeat and would often fast forward through what, uh, the kid version of him felt were the slow parts of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. But when it came to Return of the Jedi, he watched from beginning to end. Jabba's palace was epic and exhilarating. The Ewoks were lovable. And the standoff between Vader, Luke, and Palpatine is, of course, the most famous of... Uh, oh, is, is awesome. And, the, and, of course, the most famous of lines, it's a trap. Is that the most famous? I'd say so. I'd say it's it's either it's you know a trap why you know you know why, why I'm your father. You, no. You know why it's the most famous? Because nobody can say that second line correctly. It's a trap. No. I am your father, not Luke. I am your father. Watch Mojo has told you this twelve times, and you people still don't get it. Uh, anyway, so uh, thanks, Nick, for sharing Georgia's your thoughts. Georgia's coming out tonight. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, you people. We also got Anthony Sword that commented that it's a flawed film, but fantastic redemption story. I'd love for you to uh, elaborate and exaggerate on what flawed film means. Uh, you can't just drop that kind of bomb and walk off. But there you go. Um, I mean, what isn't? What isn't a flawed film? I, I have one. I have I have one. If it's not Young Frankenstein, it's wrong. It was a vampire's kiss, but you're close. Literally no one. You can't You're the only... You and Nicolas Cage are the you only people that like that movie. If the movie is buck wild to begin with. You and Nicolas Cage are the only people that love that movie. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the that therapy session. Oh my gosh. Please see, Doctor. Uh, and then, I've been going through a hotline. Right. Rancor writer just shared a gif of the Rancor. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to mention, you know, other than the cantina scene, this is the wildest when it comes to, like, weird creature stuff. Like, um, other than passing glances, we didn't really get, like, the lived-in, like, is this normal kind yeah. of situation? But, like, you know... Giant space slug gangster keeping a giant, you know, man-eating beast in yeah. his dungeon. In a hot twilight. Very on point for Star Wars. Uh, set a precedent that we're still living with today. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. Uh, the hot and twilight or the... the all right? of it. Yeah. I mean, all of it sort of... I mean, we can't think of Star Wars and hotness without thinking of Twi'leks, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know what? Droids are sexy, too, right? Droids are sexy. And all their curves and all their bad motivators. <laughs> Like, goodness gracious, it's not all about green and blue skin and red skin and 
yellow Purple. skin. There's there's a lot of Twi'lek skins. It's interesting. It really I'd like to know the breakdown of how that happens, or is that like a regional thing? Or I want to know. You know. You know what I want to know. How what love is. I, I want to know what love is. I already know because I'm with you. Hey. hey. Um. How did Champs and Dula get hotter? Somewhere from Clone Wars to Bad Batch. Uh, better animation. That will be it. That yep. would be it. Um. So yeah, thank you. Uh, the the line is still open. Um, feel free to let us know what you enjoy, uh, past, present, and future uh, about Return of the Jedi. Um, we are bookending uh, now the original trilogies. So we yeah. we have talked about the uh, originals and why we love them, and we are going into uh, the sequels uh, next um, at, at some point. Um, we have a lot of things to discuss and a lot of things to do with this podcast, and that is definitely on the docket, um, but so are many other things. We mentioned uh, we do want to talk about Loki. Um, I want to talk about Thor. I think that uh, the Thor trilogy is my favorite trilogy, and I can't wait to talk about that, um, as well as a lot of other things, because uh, we also, as as far as MCU is concerned, we're getting Shang-Chi soon, and I am very, very excited about that. so good. Um, we are also getting uh, a new uh, Masters of the Universe series. Ooh. Um, I have been binging my childhood with uh, the Transformers series, and I can't wait to talk about it and indoctrinate yeah. you all. And then there's also other weird things that we want to yeah. do. And so um, all of that is to come. So that's why you should subscribe wherever you're getting this in your ears and eyes and orifices. Uh, however you absorb this weird content, we appreciate yeah. it. Uh, we also, again, appreciate <clears throat> our patrons because they uh, go the extra mile in supporting us and putting up with us and sometimes directing us and, and whatnot. So uh, thank you to you guys. Uh, check out in the link below ways that you can support us both through Patreon or if you just want a one-off, you can uh, do that through uh, Expedition Roasters. They make amazing coffee um, and you are a better human for it. And it, every purchase purchased at the link in our description uh, goes to support the show. So um, help you help us. It is awesome. Um, and with that, we will be back. We will be back. Um, keep an eye on Twitter. No yeah. reason. Yeah, I mean, well, social media in general. Yeah. Follow us and interact with us there, please. Um, again, we do what we do to have friends and conversations. So exactly. every time that we can uh, continue an episode uh, in the comments and in uh, the various social medias, uh, we love to do so. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll be back with more content soon. Don't know what it is, but you'll see it eventually. And you might listen or you might not. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Only you. We'll Only see. this blade tells. Yeah, we will. <laughs>